0: Welcome to your favorite F-word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans.
1: This show is for coaches, self growth oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship
0: with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Your Favorite F Word podcast. Sarah and Nicola here, coming in hot today, no pun intended. With some discussion around navigating our nutrition in social situations as we're moving into the summer season.
1: We're getting into nutrition, when we're getting into nutrition, I should say, or making habit or lifestyle changes, we usually have two areas of focus. We've got an area where we have the most control over. So for most of us, that's going to be like eating at home, what we're stocking in our fridge or our pantry, what we personally want to cook. And the other area will be the area that we have less control over. So think social events, eating out at restaurants, navigating the holidays, um, not knowing what's going to be served at parties, et cetera. So it probably goes without saying that we're going to have an easier time adjusting our nutrition and creating those healthy habits in the situations that we have more control over. So in today's episode, we're going to explore some tips, strategies, and a little bit of the mindset around navigating those kind of events that are outside of our control and still try and find that balance and success with them where we're not in a place where we're sacrificing our goals and still being able to be present and enjoy the foods and the fun in those different scenarios.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right now, as we're recording this podcast, we're coming up on summer. It's actually Mm -hmm. June 1st. Okay. I think where we both are, it's been like the first week of hot weather, which is so exciting. So this episode is going to be really helpful at this time, but it's also a great practice and strategy to get in the habit of doing just for life in general, um, and especially leaning on it in times of holiday seasons or um, any time where social events are more frequent. So, we're going to talk about something called pre defining success the majority of today's episode. Okay. It's a strategy that we use with most of our clients when we're figuring out how to tackle these types of situations, events, settings, etc.
1: Totally. So, predefining success is itself a tool, but also kind of a mindset. And so, we'll explore a little bit of both. So, the way we see this term, predefining success, is as a framework to use prior to going into any events in order to really set ourselves up for success, even when we're not able to control everything going on. Usually that means like our nutrition, food options, environment, et cetera. So with this tool, we can treat every event as independent and therefore flexible, but use it within the broader context of say, a social calendar or planning ahead long-term towards your goals to really create a sense of structure and flexibility that gives you the ability to create that balance between your life and your goals.
0: Yeah, so when it comes to this concept of predefining success, if we think about situations that this would be helpful in, this is going to look like anything from like parties, potlucks, summer barbecues, um, birthdays, those types of things. Um, Right now, with this season, it might look like hiking trips or camping trips, um, outdoor adventures of any kind, okay? Um, Things like eating at restaurants. Um, And also holiday seasons. So Christmas is definitely the one I think most of us struggle with the most, um, but any other time of year where there's lots of celebrations and get togethers, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So what does, what does predefining success mean? (laughs) Yeah. And I think this is such a cool way
1: to explore setting ourselves up for success because we get to be in control and create, Um, kind of the sense of success for ourselves, but it's independent. So we're not treating every trip to a restaurant the same. Maybe we're going into a date night with different expectations, different understandings, and different goals than we would like a work dinner or something like that. Mm-hmm. So when we're really getting into the mindset, looking ahead at the upcoming event and thinking, how will I know if I'm going to be successful? What do I want to actually achieve? It's important to consider the fitness end uh, nutrition goals you have for yourself as part of that. So we're, we're always after our goals, we're working on them day to day when we're at home, doing things like our meal prep, going to the gym, etc. But when we're thinking long-term too, we need to be able to map out certain roadblocks, certain obstacles, and then sprinkle in those bits of fun for ourselves to really create it, the lifestyle feeling that we're all searching for. So when we're thinking about our goals in this context, let's talk about like the goal specifically and how much weight does it hold for you. Um, looking at the long-term health and fitness goals versus the short-term. So what do you want the summer season to look like, to feel like? Um, What do you want to be able to do with it to prioritize your health? But then also, what is the long-term goal? Is it weight loss? Is it muscle gain? Is it performance, et cetera? And how do those two things intersect? And what does that mean for the individual events that you're setting yourself up for throughout, we'll say, the summer for this context. Mm -hmm. and ultimately we want to figure out how accurate how attentive how intentional we need to be with our nutrition overall but then in those singular events as well
0: for sure and that is going to probably differ depending on what the event is you know how many events we're having coming up in a week or a month or a season right um and certain types of goals we'll get into this in the future, but certain types of goals are going to allow for a little bit more flexibility, whereas other types of goals are going to require us to be a little bit more strict, if you want to call it, or structured with our nutrition. And the whole point of defining, predefining success is that you get to decide that, you know, you get to decide what success means to you. Sometimes success is going to mean deciding to track your macros, um, abstaining from Consuming alcohol, you know, leaving early so that you can get a good night's sleep, etc. And some other times it's gonna be okay, I'm not gonna track. I really want to focus on time with my family. I want to celebrate my friends getting married, et cetera, et cetera. Etc. etc. Cetera, et cetera. <laughs> All those you know? things. But but the great thing about it is it is that's your decision to make. And so the things that you're doing or the actions that you're carrying out are based off something that's important to you, not something that you feel like you should be doing or need to be doing. And that's where the beauty of predefining success really comes in terms of helping us stay consistent throughout these seasons. So yeah, we'll go into kind of some (laughs) factors to consider when we're defining success and strategizing. Yeah, so once you've
1: kind of mapped out your goal um, and decided what that looks like for you in kind of the short term, so say in a month, then we can start to think, okay, well, what does that mean week to week? What are the habits that I'm doing? What are the non-negotiables I have to follow through on? And then what does that mean for that specific event? So you might ask yourself like, how strict do I need to be with my nutrition? Generally, if we're focusing on body composition, AKA weight loss, muscle gain, getting that leaned or toned look, Um, or generally putting our performance first, that might mean that we have to be a little bit more strict. If we're in a calorie deficit, we know that a little bit more planning, a little bit more thought, and generally less flexibility um, is kind of what we're working with versus if we were focused on, you know, overall health, um, longevity, or something like just pure muscle gain um, and working on like strength and overall um, gains, then we can have a little bit more flexibility, be a little bit less intentional with what we're eating, um, but still overall making good choices. So again, you're asking like, what level of um, kind of flexibility or strictness am I working with? The second thing you can consider is, how do I want to feel before the event, during the event, and after the event? This is a really important piece because a lot of the times, I think all of us can think back to a time where we were like, Kate, I'm going to a party. I just want to have like one or two drinks and then I'm going to go. And you get there and you get wrapped up in the fun and you get wrapped up in the excitement and all of a sudden it's Sunday morning and you feel like absolute crap. And then all of a sudden Sundays are right off too. So there is generally some guilt associated with that. Uh, a lot of the times there are like digestive or like headaches, kind of like those kind of issues that go along with it. Um, Sunday scaries. The Sunday scary. Anxiety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not to say it has to be because of alcohol. I think even if we're just making food choices that are things we wouldn't normally eat for a lot of us or we're consuming more than we would normally eat, there can be some digestive um, feelings the next day that aren't ideal or just like the mindset that we can get in if we like fell off track or whatever. So it's important to be able to reflect on what you've done in the past and use that to kind of dictate, you know, how do you want to feel going in? Do you want to feel relaxed, confident, etc.? How do you want to feel when you're there? Do you want to be present? Do you want to be able to enjoy your few foods? Do you want to have conversations about your nutrition? And then what do you want to feel like the next day? Are you okay to be a little bit more tired and having sacrificed maybe sleep for fun the night before? Um, do you want to be able to wake up and go train again?
0: Like, what are you searching for in terms of like that level of success? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so a couple other things to consider is what is the frequency of events? Okay. If we have one event in a two week period, maybe we can be a little bit more flexible and probably still make progress, even if our goals are body composition related, right? If we have three events in one week and we are completely not tracking, consuming, consuming, an amount of food that isn't making us feel our best or isn't in line with our goals, then we're probably going to see some negative outcomes because of that, right? So, if there's a higher frequency of events, it may be okay. We're deciding which ones to be more flexible at and which ones to be more strict, okay? And we'll talk about a social calendar mm-hmm. shortly here, um, but that can be a really great way because it's going to be, is going to make those instances where we are being a little bit more strict quote unquote, easier because we also know that those more flexible times are coming. So from a mental standpoint, that can be helpful to having it laid out um, in that kind of regards. And then the last thing we want to consider is what information is available to me? What is within my control and what decisions can I make ahead of time? OK, so this can include things like looking at the menu or asking your friend what they're cooking for dinner or Um, having some idea of what's going to be served ahead of time. Okay. If it's a potluck, wow. Potluck. (laughs) If it's a potluck, it can be, okay. I can bring a specific item that I know is within my macros. Okay. Um, So finding out more information ahead of time is going to allow us to make a more aligned decision. Okay. And as we have these conversations, it's important to remember, like, it's no one else's responsibility. It's not our responsibility to tell you what's right or wrong. You know, we're never going to be like, no, that's the wrong decision. That's totally up to you. Um, but we like to use the word aligned, right? What What types of decisions are aligned with our goals, aligned with how we want to feel, how we want to show up, etc. cetera. Um, so the more information we know ahead of time, the more we're going to be able to, quote unquote, control. Um, that situation, you know, and generally those are going to be instances where we're going to be able to follow through with being a little bit more strict. Um, so, those are some things to consider when you are predefining success for yourself. Okay. And so, once you've thought about those and you've predefined success, what would be an example of like success? Um, so, I'll use one. So,
1: for say, like a date night, for me, I treat Quite differently than I would if I was just like um, kind of grabbing something to eat with a friend mid afternoon. So, for the kind of mid afternoon thing, it's pretty casual. It's a lot easier for me to, you know, just get a coffee um, or get something like uh, a salad and chicken breast, something that I know is super easy to track. um, So, I can estimate and get a pretty accurate um, day of tracking in with that Um, because not choosing like a specific food or potentially not even getting food doesn't detract from the experience with that person. I can still show up, be present, maybe it's a work meeting, maybe it's a friend meeting, regardless, I'm still able to get everything I need out of that interaction without feeling like, oh, I missed out on something. But for date night for me, I define success a little bit differently and I don't want to be on my phone. I don't want to be tracking. I don't want to be worried about, you know, what are my macros at right now? Because a lot of the fun for me and my partner is to go try a new restaurant and try some new foods. And often that means we're going to like cool local places that don't have a menu online or maybe I'm not even familiar with what kind of food they serve. So it becomes harder for me to plan for that. So I structure my day leading up to that event Knowing that I'm not going to be tracking, I'm focusing on being present and having fun, and more than likely, I'm going to have one or two alcoholic beverages. Um, So, we'll talk about what that looks like in terms of planning for, during, and after again, macro wise. But that's maybe a first idea of like a difference between two events for me that might happen pretty frequently and how differently I might treat them, and why deciding on what they're going to look like is pretty important leading up to them.
0: For sure. When you define success based on what you want to get out of that interaction and what you have control on, then you can kind of work backwards, you know, and that Ooh. helps guide the decisions in that situation and leading up to it. And that's the whole point behind this, right? Yeah. So once we've defined success for ourselves, we kind of have three different kind of options or routes that we can take. Um, number one is going to be the most strict Okay, it's going to be tracking, um, whether that is a situation where we can actually weigh and measure and track as accurately as possible, or maybe it's tracking, but we have to estimate portion sizes. So in the example of Nicola's chicken salad with a friend, maybe they don't have nutrition information at the restaurant, so she's having to estimate the portion size, Okay. In those instances, I think lots of us can fall into the all-or-nothing mentality of like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just an estimate. It's not perfect, so I'm just not going to do it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so if we have gone in with the idea that we do want to track and then we're falling into that, well, it's not going to be super conducive to our overall consistency. Um, So in those instances, we always like to remind our clients that like, An estimate is better than nothing if you've gone in with the goal of tracking. Um, So kind of resisting that like need for perfection in those instances.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that would be like a great moment to pause too and think back on and Think like, okay, I went in with the notion of I'm just going to estimate it's going to be okay. But if you noticed yourself getting caught up in that perfectionist mindset, then maybe next time you're better off giving yourself more flexibility and coming out feeling better than you are to try and jam yourself into a more rigid or constrained mindset. version of the event and end up feeling worse about it. Because yes, our goals and our progress matters, but also how we're feeling about ourselves, what kind of compassion we're showing ourselves and how resilient we are in moving on. That plays a role here too. So we don't want to discount really the feelings of it. That F word, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the second kind of option is going to be I don't know, we can call it loosely track, you know, where, okay, we're not maybe tracking everything, maybe we're tracking our food and not tracking our alcohol, um, but we're trying to keep some awareness around that. And so again, that can look like estimating, it could look like tracking part of the meal, but not the rest. Um, A strategy that I actually learned from a coach that I have just hired to work with is, using a predetermined food entry. Okay. So that might look like, okay, you know what? Every time we have a social situation, we create a Sarah social outing Ooh. food in my fitness pal or my macros or whatever you use. And it has a predetermined amount of carbohydrates, fats, and protein. Okay. So generally it's probably going to be lower in protein and a little bit higher in carbs and fat. So maybe let's say it's, 25 grams of protein, 50 grams of carbs and 20 grams of fat. And if I'm going out, I know that I don't want to track, but I still want to have some of that awareness and I want to be able to structure my day around it. Excuse me. I am going to put that in. Okay. Even if what I'm eating doesn't match those macros, at least I've put it in. I'm able to plan my day around it. Um, and I'm I have that mindset that I've still done some tracking, Mm -hmm. which for me personally is really helpful because it just brings that awareness, right? Um, And it helps me from falling into that like fuck it mentality. Um, So that can be a really great strategy in that situation anything else for loosely tracking? Any other like... Um, Just a note on that. I mean, I love
1: this option. Um, It's something that we were just kind of taught, which is really cool to learn from other coaches. But I think if you were unsure of like, how much do I allocate to that like special food entry that you could use, um, do a few trial runs where you do actually go out, enjoy a dinner pick what you would be most drawn to on a menu. So like I'm a burger kind of person. So I'm going to like try and track a full burger, maybe even go to a restaurant that has a nutritional information available and plug that in just to see what it is. Do that a few times and take the average so you know, okay, generally, I usually pick higher carb items, the protein is around here, fats around here, etc. And then you get a general idea. Or if you're working with a coach, the two of you can kind of come up with that, um, find something that might be reasonable, even if it does create um, in your general day, like you going over your macros, still, like Sarah said, having that placeholder and being able to build your day around that can help bring more intention to your food and ultimately help you like hit the protein most more than likely get your fiber in and be able to focus on hydration and other things too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that strategy. Excited to use it. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then the last option, number three, would be not tracking at all, right? And again, there's going to be times where this is going to serve us best. So when we are in those situations where we've decided not to track, um, there's definitely still a ton of strategies that we can work on to help make more aligned choices, to be able to carry out our definition of success um, while still like staying I hate it but like on track we're like mm-hmm. moving towards our goals um and we're going to have a, another podcast episode that goes over those in the future but maybe we can hit on a few of those ideas right now
1: yeah for sure Um, One of the first things we like to do with our clients is just getting a general idea of what we would call their non-negotiables. So these are like our daily things that without them, we feel a little off. And by doing them every day, we feel super on the ball they are like the minimum requirement to success. So for someone with weight loss goals, it would be like going for a walk or getting to the gym, either one. Um, For all of us, it could be drinking a certain amount of water or having like one glass of water with our coffee in the morning. Um, Something small that really brings like uh, a sense of accomplishment, and then anything beyond that is considered a success. So looking at the non-negotiables for ourselves in general and making sure we're hitting those on the day of. Um, we also want, just like Sarah said, in general, when we're eating out, going on adventures, um, going on dates, et cetera, protein, veggies, fiber, they're not usually the ones we're after. We're usually going out for ice cream and getting those delicious carbs and fats, Um, having alcohol, which we don't track as protein. We would track that as um, carbs or fats too, even though it's not technically in that macro group, Um, things like that. So if you were building your day around Um, a meal, whether you were tracking it or not, we'd want to make sure we were getting protein with every meal. We'd want to make sure we had a serving of veggies, um, and definitely getting those fiber numbers up. And we really want to be focusing on hydration as well and making sure we are adequately hydrated going in.
0: And those are strategies you can take with you into your not tracked meal as well, Mm -hmm. right? Um, those strategies are non-negotiables. You can always take those with you, um, to a restaurant meal. Okay. Protein veggies, boom, you know, um, one alcoholic beverage, one glass of water, things like that can really help um, prevent uh, excessive intoxication, which usually doesn't lead to great decisions or feeling good the next day. Um, it can help us eat in an amount that doesn't leave us feeling like super full or bloated or having digestive issues, etc. Um, so yeah, those non-negotiables, I mean, we'll talk about that you'll hear it a ton on this podcast, um, can be really, really helpful.
1: Yeah. I think just a last thought on that is the sense of accomplishment you get from doing them is really, really important. And whether you're just doing them as you go about your day, or if you are, like Sarah said, implementing some of those specifically in that special event, you can check off both like being present and having a really great time and also like working on your goals at once. And that can have you leaving the event feeling super, super fulfilled and ready to do it all over again, do it better and better and better.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're going to move into now that we've predefined success, we've talked about kind of the different strategies and options that are going to result from that. The last thing we want to touch on in this episode is this idea of a social calendar. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is kind of using that predefining success within a broader context. Um, which is going to help provide structure and balance and understanding. So what do you want to walk us through what that looks like?
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's think of like literally just a month to month calendar. So like Sarah said, today is the first of June. So let's say we're looking at the month of June. Again, June is just one month in the greater context of our goals, which are probably looking three, six, nine, twelve 12 months or even longer in the future. So this is still just a smaller snippet of that. But in that month, we want to start looking at where are the events, where are we thinking we're going to need flexibility, where do we really want structure, and literally start penciling them in. Um, again, we say putting them on paper or putting them into your phone because it provides that visual and therefore once it's written down to, we get a bigger sense of accountability through that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also just really freaking helpful to be able to see things and map things out for yourself. And so once you've been able to fill in some things, whether it's like um, work lunches, date nights, camping trips, um, for a lot of us going to the summer, weddings are starting to become a thing again. Um, anything like that that you know is coming up first start by just putting them on paper and looking at them and deciding um, you know what is going to be my definition of success for each of those and then we can start thinking about like okay how strict or how flexible do I want to be able to be on those events Um, in your experience doing this do you start with penciling in the events you want to be most flexible with or do you put in the events you want to be most
0: strict with I definitely try to identify the ones I want to be most flexible with Yeah, Um, because I think that that kind of guides the amount of strictness we need to have in the other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, So identifying the few that are like the most important to you, the most connecting with other people, the most like one-off situations like a wedding, you know. Um, a work lunch probably isn't that one-off, you know, you probably have those, I mean, maybe now with COVID, but like we, lots of people have those like on a week to week basis. It's not some like special occasion, you know? Um, so I definitely like to identify the most flexible ones first and then kind of work backwards from there. I think that strategy is going to work best for most people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I think it's easier to, decide where you can be strict and be okay with it knowing that like hey I've got some super exciting events after that that I know I can be flexible with and it'll be worth it to be more focused more structured ahead of time to give you a sense of accomplishment and then a sense to kind of like breathe and really like enjoy the flexibility that comes later for sure for
0: sure for sure so yeah once you do that you can kind of like if you're a visual person and you like colorful markers and stuff you can (laughs) have a color code of like okay, pink means super flexible, not tracking blue means loosely tracking and red means strict tracking, you know, and you can lay those out so that you can see it. I really think that having it on a calendar, whether it's on your computer or on paper is a really great visual. I mean, that's how I like to do it, but it might work different for you. Um, So you can color code them or you can just note kind of what your strategy is there. Um, And then one other thing to consider with this is, we can also consider nutrition periodization in, in this process as well. So if we are in a strategic deficit or a reverse diet or something, maybe we're going to pair some of those more flexible events with, like that's going to be a strategic diet break or a strategic refeed meal or something, right? Um, or if we know we have a ton of social events coming up, maybe it's a sign that it's not a great time to be in a deficit and maybe we're going to be better served by moving into a reverse diet. Um, so it can help you in that regards as well, beyond just like predefining success. It can help you, the social calendar itself can help you kind of strategize your nutrition periodization, which can be really helpful. Totally.
1: It's like our goals influence our social calendar. Our social calendar influences the goals yeah. um, and they play back and forth um, either really well or butt heads yeah, at extremes, depending on where you're at. And so it can oftentimes be a little bit of a wake up call to say like, Hey, lifestyle and goals, not really meshing right now. What needs to give?
0: For sure. Yeah. And that, I mean, we talk about aligning your effort and your expectations, mm-hmm. you know, when effort and expectations are on the same level, life's good. Things are rolling, you know, but when expectations exceed effort, that's where we're going to feel a little bit of discomfort. We're probably going to find ourselves falling into that, like all or nothing mentality, needing to like overcompensate or like jump 500% in, and then feeling like completely quote unquote off the rails or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so the social calendar can help you align your effort and expectations as well. Right. Um, And as long as those match, it doesn't matter, regardless of whether, you know, your goals are body comp related or you're in a performance based, whatever that is your decision. But we want those two to align. Yeah, cool.
1: So let's just quickly recap what we talked about. Um, So when we are predefining a success for ourselves, we want to consider what is our goal? How much weight does it hold for us long-term, short-term? And what does that mean for our individual events? We want to consider the flexibility spectrum in which that goal exists. Uh, Based on a goal, do we need to be really focused and structured with our tracking, specifically if we're tracking macros? Can we afford to be a little more flexible and loose or for our goal. Do we need to be on it and really prioritizing our goals over the events themselves and then being able to discover those things for ourselves with the greater context of a social calendar, really mapping those out, making tweaks, and ultimately determining, hey, do my lifestyle and my goals mesh? Awesome. How can I improve on them? Or if they don't mesh, what do I need to do to bring some more alignment into things? Mm -hmm. So from that, we are... I mean, hoping that you're able to put something like this into practice or use even a few of these tips or strategies for yourself this summer to make things easier, more enjoyable, and bring just a little bit more balance into your summer fun.
0: That magic B word. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Okay, guys. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode with our fuck yes and our fuck no. Do you want to start with the fuck no? Your tomato face has finally... (laughs) eased eased out a little bit
1: yeah so my fuck no is gas leaks without any context sounds hilarious um but i rode my bike in at a brisk pace to my office this morning ready to film this podcast super exciting only to pull up to the co-working space and everybody is sitting outside making jokes and i'm like what's going on guys what's happening they're like, oh, there's a gas leak inside. Yeah, we can't go in. So in a panic, I'm like, oh, we're filming this podcast. I jump on my bike, bike all the way home. I get back. I'm super sweaty. And I see like three messages from friends at the co-working space. And they're like, yo, we're in, we're in. Uh, Apparently about a minute after I left, they reopened Quench. But that's okay. I got in some extra extra petals today. Feeling good. Got the heart rate up. um, And it made it that much easier to just (laughs) settle down into this podcast. And yeah, my tomato face is slowly going away.
0: You were like, it's red as (laughs) this mug. It's it's hot out there.
1: Yeah. It's warm. But yeah. Also, I got some more vitamin D. So
0: yeah, it was for the best. And that's her fuck yes. Yeah. (laughs) Getting that D sunshine. (laughs) Definitely. I don't know. It like Last week, on the may long weekend and stuff it just poured rain it was like dark and gloomy here for like four days straight and i was like in a deep dark hole and then the sun comes out and it's like new person yeah that's super great solar powered so yeah yeah, our fuck yes is a reminder to get the d yeah yeah get it get it hard yeah cool guys okay well that is that's it for today yeah it's a wrap um, so we will see you all next episode and
1: yeah. A reminder, if you want more of this kind of content, you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Sarah Cod Fit. I'm at Nicholas Spencer. And together we are at Paradigm Nutrition underscore. So check us out for more content. Um, you can also send us a DM, tell us what you like, didn't like, um, request upcoming topics and just connect with us. Cool.
0: Okay. We'll see everyone later. Bye. Bye.